Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Chris Lee. Commodore fans, on your feet, it's time to anchor down. Welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast presented by Dr. Jody Jones DDS. We are part of the 440 Sports Network. I'm your host, Chris Lee. Our guest on today's show, Ken Seals, Vanderbilt's starting quarterback. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know Ken suffered a finger injury in the Florida game and did not play against South Carolina. We will talk about that and a whole lot more in today's episode with Ken Seals. Ken Seals joins us in his weekly podcast. Ken, been a tough week for you. Everybody listening to this podcast by now, I'm sure knows that you've hurt a finger You've been out. I'll just leave it to you to, to say what you want to say. It's obviously tough when you miss time and have an injury. Um, I know that was a closely guarded secret last week. So just walk us through when the injury happened, what it's been like sitting out, anything that you would like to discuss. Yeah, you know, it's tough. Anytime anyone gets an injury, it sucks. But, you know, this is actually really my first time ever having to, like, miss playing time because of an injury. And so it's disappointing, and um, I'm I'm sad that I'm not going to get um, these games, however many games uh, I'm going to be asked to sit out. Um, so it's um it, it sucks, but you know hopefully uh, I'm on the road to recovery, and uh, I can start getting it healed up as soon as possible and get back out there, um, which is looking good for me right now, um, from what I've heard from the doctors. But we'll see. I injured it against uh, Florida. Um, don't remember exactly when it happened in the game. Um, I kept playing for a little bit and eventually came to the sidelines. I was like, something's wrong. And um, that's whenever uh, I didn't go back in the game. And, you know, just a feeling of like uh, frustration, disappointment, you know, all those things that you could imagine comes with an injury. But you know, I have a, I got a new role now. I'm still got to stay locked into what we're doing in the game plan. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm going to be looking at uh, film from my past games and what I can continue to be doing better. So whenever I do get back out there that uh, I'm making sure I'm giving it everything I got and I'm hitting it right back where I left off and not missing the step, which I think is going to be the most important thing for me is to continue the progress that I've already made. And um, I felt like I was making a lot of progress in what I was doing. And, you know, especially towards the back half of this season, looking to build on uh, a lot of those things. So, Had you ever missed time before now in a game at high school level or anything like that due to an injury? No. I've, I mean, I've rolled ankles. I've uh, had AC sprains in my shoulder that I mean were significant, but I've, I never had like another quarterback. I, I didn't even have a backup in high school. Like there was no backup quarterback. It was either me or wildcat. That's kind of like the state of where we were at. So it was, um, yeah, this is the first time it's ever happened to me. From a pain management standpoint, how's it been? You know, it's frustrating because it doesn't even really hurt like day to day, like normal activities. I don't even feel it, but it's um, the only thing that I can't do is grip things and uh, can't grip a football. <laughs> so it's um, it sucks. And, you know, they told me if I played any other position, I'd be right back out there with it strapped down. But 
um, that's not how it works, unfortunately, for me. So uh, just whenever I can start um, being able to grab a football again and pick it up and um, start swinging around without risk of injuring it further, um, I think it's kind of what they're looking for. You got to watch the game from the sidelines, or maybe they got to. I had to. Uh, you would rather yeah. be playing. But <laughs> what was that like watching a full game with somebody else under center from the sidelines? Yeah, it was um, it was really strange. And uh, not strange in a bad way, but just different. And um, it, it wasn't as there, – there wasn't, like, butterflies. I wasn't nervous. It wasn't like – I was like, oh, holy smokes, like – this is insane, you know, it was just kind of like I was at a football game, you know, just like watching a football game. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where you want to help out as much as you can and, um, you know, you want to get out there and try and uh, uh, make things happen. But, you know, obviously I'm limited to the sidelines and uh, my my help is verbal and through the coaching that I can give the guys that are out there and what I'm seeing. And so... I think, you know, my job on the sidelines is kind of two two parts to it. I think, one, I got to stay locked into what the call is, uh, see the defense, and, you know, think about what everyone's supposed to be doing, what should happen on each play, and uh, if something isn't going right or, you know, we have not, aren't operating the play very well, um, whenever they get back to the sidelines, help them out, tell them what I saw. And then also, like, making sure guys can still, like, feel my presence and my energy while I'm on the sidelines. I don't want it to be, like, you know, I died or something and I'm just not there anymore, you know? So I think it's important that guys can like still feel me and like feel me being there and supporting them. And, you know, it's not like, I, I know it can be tough sometimes on, you know, an offense when you have a, a new guy going in, but I thought Mike uh, played well. I thought he made uh, a lot of good decisions uh, in the game. And um, I think that definitely helped ease guys into it a little bit. And so, you know, Mike's got uh, a big test this week, too, as um, another opponent. And, um, you know, I think uh, he he's obviously doing a good job with it. And uh, as he gets more comfortable with the offense, more things will come naturally for him. But, you know, just continuing to help out where I can is going to be, you know, my job for uh, the time being. What was your week like with Mike in terms of meetings, practices? I mean, obviously, it's again, it's very different for you. But where are you intentional in terms about helping out where you can? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, I can't throw in practice either. So I'm, you know, completely um, limited there, um, at least uh, as it was last week. And um, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like. You know, he's he's his own kind of player. He has his own uh, style of play and the way he, you know, plays football is uh, unique to him. And so I give him, you know, my advice whenever I can and things that I see. But a lot of times, you know, it's just kind of the way he feels the game. And uh, he's an athlete and uh, he's going to make plays on his feet. You know, he certainly feels comfortable doing so. And so, um, you know, my advice more is like for the, the pocket passing scenarios, you know, just trusting protection um and it, it's not like i'm doing a lot i'm not like a second coach or anything at all you know i you know mainly am just an observer for the entire offense not just him at quarterback you know and you know we we talk sometimes about things that i see and help him out and stuff but you know, like i said he's got a good feel for it and uh obviously we've been going through the same number of practices this entire time so 
he has just as much experience with the playbook and the offense as I do. Um, obviously, you know, I have more game time and a playing experience, but um, he's getting his part now. And so I think he's kind of uh, learning how to apply all the lessons that he's learned in the game. And, um, you know, helping out where I can is important, but uh, he definitely has his own way of doing things. So you got to let him go make plays for you sometimes, you know. We usually talk pre-podcast for a few minutes, and one of the things that you shared with me, and I'll ask you to share it here with the audience, is the team did not get down about this. Uh, There were some positive things that you took away. And, um, you know, one thing that struck me is when we talk pre-podcast is you you really had a spirit of optimism uh, as we do this tonight just because of, you know, whatever it was you saw. And I'll I'll just let you explain that. Yeah, and I don't think, you know – Uh, it's it's difficult because obviously the outcome is so like crushing and disappointing because we were right there and everyone felt uh complete confidence in the way we were playing our game and uh, for us to have the ability to finish out the game when we had to and uh for it to end the way that it did was so disappointing to see because you know so much work goes into it and uh, we've put in so much time and effort into this and no one listening to this now can even really understand what's been put into this. And it's, it's disappointing whenever you're that close to the outcome that you want. And, you know, it's just small plays of way here and there. And, you know, we got things we can do on offense and the four minute drive to make sure that we get that last first down and we can run out the clock when they don't have any more timeouts And, um, you know, that's going to be on us to make sure that we fix that. And it's um, it sucks. And that's not what I want to highlight, though. I I want to highlight the the proud feeling that especially me, you know, obviously not being a part of the the game, but just looking as an observer from the outside in uh, watching the way guys responded to the adversity through the entire game. You know, whenever we're down, whenever we're up. And, um, you know, in the way we fought the entire time, I didn't ever think guys uh, assumed we were out of it, uh, especially when we were down um, more than two possessions. It's just, you know, something where it's like you you feel happy that we're finally starting to get it. We're finally, you know, fighting. We're finishing. We're, you know, try, at least trying to finish. We're not there yet. But, um, you know, it, it sucks because everyone on that team and on that sideline that day, wanted that outcome and um to be so close it's just like it's right there it's like right out of your reach but i mean no one expected us to even be in that position and so um we 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 have a lot to prove to everyone else and a lot to prove to ourselves and uh, we're determined to go get it and i'm proud of the way guys are responding to the game now especially going into this next next week of preparation putting the outcome behind us and um, looking at the things that we did good and carrying that over with us to the next week so that we can have a dominant performance on Saturday. Is there anything that you would take away from watching a game from the perspective that you watched it on the sidelines, maybe chatting with coaches, chatting with Mike, whoever, that you can apply the next time that you're in there? I know that's a tough question, Yeah. but was there anything that you you said, hey, uh, maybe this changes the way that I approach things a little bit next time I am in a game? 
Yeah, and more so wasn't anything like, and I, I completely understand that question because I absolutely feel like I took something away from it. It wasn't so much for me like anything technical or like, you know, I saw a certain defense this way or I thought, hey, maybe I should do that. It was more of like the feeling and like the looseness that I had all day of knowing that I wasn't going to play, but like excited that we were playing football, you know? It, it was kind of like, I was almost kind of like, childish in my <laughs> in my demeanor and my attitude and um it, it, i was just like having fun and like happy and uh very loose and it didn't seem like the situation was like overwhelming to me at all and um i think you know even though i was on the sidelines i wasn't on the field and i think it's important for me to understand like even though i'm like in the stadium like obviously not playing but on the field like I don't have to make any situation bigger than it has to be. And especially whenever I go back into the, the game and I'm under center and, you know, reading the defense and throwing passes on game day again, I think understanding what the game looks like from that perspective, like it's really like not that big a deal. Like you have like, yeah, you got a lot of eyes on you, but like, don't let your mind take it there. Like, don't, don't feel like you're under the pressure of everyone watching. It's just like, you're out there playing football and you got a bunch of green grass all around you. And, you know, you got, there's 10 other guys on your team and there's 11 on the other side of the line. And it's nothing more than that. And it's executing our call versus executing theirs. And so just that perspective, not getting lost in the lights and, and uh, the attention and stuff. But um, it was like definitely an important lesson that I felt like I was taking away from it. I'm going to go ahead and dive into the mailbag if you're ready for that, Ken. I am ready. Okay. All right. Our mailbag is sponsored by Sutherland & Belk, a family-owned injury law firm. If you or a loved one has been hurt in an accident, give Taylor or Russell a call. That number 615-846-6200. See what your rights are and if they can help. P-Door says, how did your injury happen? Um... You know, I'm, I don't know exactly how, how much detail. Obviously, you all know how, how closely kept uh, a lot of the stuff was about it. And uh, disappointing, I couldn't, like, say anything because, you know, uh, I'd like people to know. But I don't know if I can exactly describe that. Um, uh, I'd say it was a lot like uh, Russell Wilson. Um, but, you know, it was um, it was during the Florida game. And, uh, yeah, I, I really can't speak too much on it. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, you knew pretty soon after that that you weren't going to play. But your your team wanted you to. The game plans were under wraps at that point. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I, I whenever it happened, I was still on the field. I was like, you know, shaking my hand, like pulling my finger because I thought you know I jammed it or something. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> and uh, eventually, it got to the point where I was like, you know, I just don't think I can perform well uh, with this right now. And um, and then that's whenever they were like, okay, we need to get this checked out. But um, yeah, and and then they figured out the game plan once they uh, heard uh, what was going on with me, and uh, that's whenever we were like, yeah, we need to uh, change what we're doing, make sure no one hears about this. Sr. Kane says, "How's the morale of the team?" I know you touched on that earlier, but here's a yeah. chance to expand on that a bit. Yeah, I think the morale is good. I think guys like see the progress that we're making whenever. You know, we look at the team that played week one against East Tennessee State. We look at the team that played on Saturday uh, this past week. I mean, it's two completely different teams. And just in the way that 
uh, we interact with each other on the sidelines, the energy that we give off, the facial expressions, the body language. It's, I mean, and that's just, you know, for me, viewing on the sidelines, like not to mention like the way that we're playing with a certain level of compete and aggression uh, that, you know, is obviously required to play football. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's encouraging to see all the progress that we're making. And um, we're so close to getting the results that we want. And everyone believes that we're so close. And um, obviously not satisfied at all. The entire team is just hungry to, to feel that success again, and especially to get it versus an in-conference opponent. And um, I think, you know, guys are confident in what we're doing. They're confident in our game plans and uh, they trust in each other. And, you know, it's a brotherhood. It really is here. And guys invested and believe. So, you know, there is there isn't any doubt of what we can what we can do whenever we're all in it together and we're all performing. We just got to make sure that all of our performances are to the highest level that we know we can get and that we're all performing at the same time. It's not just offense or just defense or, you know, special teams is here and there. It's everyone, you know, putting in their best performance for the outcome that we want. And, you know, we're a good football team when we can do that. This season of the Vandy Sports Podcast is made possible by my friend, Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. When it comes to general or cosmetic dentistry services, Jody is the best in Nashville. And just check out his client list. It testifies to that. He sees movie stars, music stars, athletes, coaches, you name it. Jody is the dentist of choice for stars in Nashville. But he sees regular folks like you and I as well. And what people like about the experience is the ambiance. Someone described it to me as a tooth spa. I went in and looked at it myself. That's exactly what it is. It is a relaxing, friendly environment. So whether your dental needs are general or cosmetic, go see Jody. Call him at 615-270-2322. His office is located at 55 Music Square East, not far from downtown Nashville, not far from the Vanderbilt campus. Jody is a former Vanderbilt football player, a huge booster of Commodore Athletics. His support as the title sponsor for Season 7 is the reason we are able to do this podcast. Go see Dr. Jody Jones today. Thank him for his support of the Vandy Sports Podcast and tell him you heard about it here. Theodore 8 asks... It seems like this team has suffered heartbreak after heartbreak. What do you personally as a team and as a team, excuse me, do to keep spirits up? Yeah, I mean, heartbreak is, I'd say, an appropriate term for a lot of the situations that we've gone through. And uh, especially for the guys that have been here, you know, I haven't even, I wasn't here for the 2019 season, but from what I've heard, that was, you know, just as miserable too. And, um, you know, for the fans that obviously have been cheering on the doors for a long time, um, it's probably been frustrating to watch and I can, I can imagine, but you know, for the time that I've been here, uh, and the experiences I've had, it has been challenging, but I think, you know, to a certain extent, guys understand the level and investment that it's going to take to reach the success that we want. And, um, you know, under the the leadership and guidance of Coach Lee and our new staff, I think everyone has confidence in them that um, we can get where we want to go. And we've seen the progress. The progress is already being made. You know, I've already talked about the improvement we've made from week one. And that's evident, you know, just turn on the TV and watch it. You know, you don't even got to break down the film to see two different teams, you know, from just a two months difference. But, you know, I think... 
in times like this, whenever it does get hard and you don't get the outcomes you want, you got to lean on your brothers and uh, your teammates um, and realize that really the outcome isn't everything. Like it's not like a win or a loss that defines everything about a football game. It's like the, the level of compete that you're having, the small victories, like are you winning your one-on-ones? Like are you having fun? Are you having fun playing the game? And I can say in complete like, honesty that we had fun on last Saturday against South Carolina and you know it it looked like we enjoyed being out there and we enjoyed playing together and playing football so that that's the important thing and those are the things that you got to focus on in times like this you can't focus on you know what the record is or what the score was or how the game ended Um, as you know as much as we're going to look at it in the film room and get it coached up and make sure it never happens again um, it's not something emotionally you want to let let sit on or you know sit in your mind and uh, affect next week's performance. NBA door would like to know how important is play action to this offense. Um, I think it's a big part of it. I think um, you know whenever we feel like uh, we've developed some passing game and we've hit some shots and they're starting to anticipate it, hit them with a little bit of play action. Uh, get some linebackers to suck up and, you know, you can hit the middle of the field routes, um, different things like that. Um, and we got, we got some of those in the game plan. Um, right now, I think with the way that, you know, Mike, Mike's style of play and his play of football goes, um, it's a lot more uh, designed quarterback runs, uh, zone reads, read options, um, RPOs, different things like that. Uh, and obviously not saying he's limited at all in the passing game because he hit some great shots down the field uh, on Saturday too. But, um, you know, I think um, play action is a part of any offense, and I think we're going to use it whenever we see fit and against the defense that we like. Let's see. Next one from Doors alum. What player on the offense has progressed the most from summer practice to now? Ooh. You know, I feel like if I was a coach, I'd have the perfect answer for you. Uh, um, man, I, I thought, you know, just looking at the film uh, recently from Saturday, I thought Gavin Schoenwald really, like, shined in the game on Saturday. Like, really, like, played his tail off and wanted wanted it really bad. And you could see it in the way that he was playing and uh, the level of aggression that he was playing with. And so uh, I, I think he's been doing a really good job. I think I think guys like Patrick Smith at running back, who's you know a young guy uh, coming in as a true freshman right now, end up getting a lot of playing time for us. And he's running the ball really hard, and he's been you know taking some shots, but has done really good since Ray's been out, and uh, him and Rocco have been carrying the rock. Um, obviously, you know. I know what Rocco can do. Rocco's special, and he's an athlete too. But I thought Patrick Smith, especially for being a young guy, I know that can be difficult sometimes. But um, he's been doing good. So both those guys, obviously, uh, have been doing a good job. Doors alum asks also, what player who isn't getting playing time right now, whether a freshman or otherwise, uh, that you see is someone we should be really excited about in the future? Hmm. I'd have to think about this because there's guys on offense and defense that I think uh, can really be special guys. um, I think like uh, Quincy Skinner, he hasn't got a lot of playing time and uh, Marion Carter. uh, Those are two receivers that whenever, you know, they kind of step into themselves as football players and uh, learn the scheme and learn the technique. 
Um, and and honestly, just calm down. You know, they're freshmen too. So whenever they can, you know, let the game slow down a little bit for them at the college level, uh, those guys are talented. They got natural, God-gifted uh, athleticism, and um, they know how to use it. And I've seen it show up in practice and um, in summer camp and spring games. And so I, I think both those guys, whenever they have the chance to get out there on the field, whenever – you know, maybe not this season. Uh, don't know when, but they're going to be special, uh, and I'm excited to see both of them. Okay, this is the last one. It comes from Knoxville Door 94. I saw a Cam Newton video where he said he never has been in an offense where he had to identify the mic set protections and that kind of stuff. I always hmm. thought that was just that was that just came with the position especially for an NFL MVP just really want to know if that's odd or for the norm for quarterbacks you know um that surprised me to hear that honestly uh I don't know when that was but if it was whenever he was in the NFL that would surprise me um usually it's something that um quarterbacks are able to do and if not make the point you know they let the center do it but if a quarterback sees something re-ids it and changes the protection and you know uh, obviously i'm just going off of the question so i don't really know exactly how it works but i know at least in our offense the quarterback handles the entire operation like the first point to the re-id to the check the play versus this coverage it's um it's from what i've understood it's it's extremely pro style and uh, it's approach to the game and its operation and i think we've talked about it on here before too just the transition that's been uh, at least for me in like the mental preparation and uh, getting used to the way the game is played at that level, the, the NFL level, obviously, um, is completely different uh, when you look at just how detailed everything is. Um, and it's, it's a, a completely different offense than what we were in last year. Um, but at least, you know, that's that's how I know. That, I know that's how we do it. Uh, I can't speak for Cam Newton. He's pretty good. But, um, you know, obviously, whatever he's doing has worked out for him. Ken, that's all I've got. That's all that's in the mailbag tonight. Just want to give you the floor to close if you want to hit any topics that we did not get to this evening. No, I, I thought we did good. You know, I um, as, as much as I want to be out there for the guys, can't say when I'm going to be back. Um, you know, obviously I'm going to be getting healthy as soon as possible, but um, uh, waiting on my uh, waiting on my recovery. But, you know, I'm going to make sure whenever I'm out there, I'm going to give it everything I got. Uh, and make sure that when the opportunity does present itself, that I will be prepared. So um, just making sure everyone is understanding of that. But while uh, while I'm out, I got complete confidence in my guys. These guys obviously showed they can play on Saturday, so they're um, they're working hard right now. And um, all the success that's coming to them in the future, they they will have earned. I can guarantee that. Well, Ken, I'm I'm sorry for your your bad luck with the injury. Sure, miss seeing you on the field, but best of luck to your teammates and and you whenever you're back. But uh, best of luck to you guys this weekend as you come back home from Mississippi State. We're excited for it. Thank you again, Chris. You bet, Ken. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We thank our presenting sponsor, Jody Jones DDS. We thank our other sponsors, Sutherland and Belk and MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, and that's how we make this work, please email me at chrislee70 at gmail.com. 
We also ask that you subscribe to our website, VandySports.com. That is $99 a year. You get things there that you don't get here. And, of course, please rate, review, and subscribe where you see our podcast. That helps us get noticed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VandySports.com. Follow me at ChrisLee70. And finally, subscribe to our Vandy Sports YouTube channel as well. Thank you for listening to the Vandy Sports Podcast, which is part of the 440 Network. I'm your host, Chris Lee. We'll catch you with another episode coming very soon.